everyone, and welcome to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. My name is Sun X, and next to me is the grumpy old man. They say there is no shame in his game because he's always the same. I'm also the NHL analyst and expert. Oh, okay. NHL analyst and expert. There we go. Grumpy old man. The grumpy old man. They say... I already said that. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. I just said that. Freaking butchering my introduction, just like the other guy used to. Holy Oh, my God. The fact that you need an introduction is sad. Well, there's a reason why you're not getting one. Let me just put it to you that way. There's not enough time for how great I am. That's what it is. So what else do you have to do, X, when this show starts? Do you know? Uh, yeah, I got to tell everybody to like and subscribe and turn on notifications. I guess, what is it? Subscribe on or turn on notifications on Twitter um, and YouTube. And then uh, like and subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, um, and Twitter. Or X is what it's called now. Anything right, else you need to talk about? No, I don't, I don't know what else we got to talk what about. What about our secondary podcast? You want to talk oh, about that? Oh, that's right. Uh, we also have another podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Um, that podcast is every Thursday and uh, Sunday. Thursday nights at 9 o'clock and Sunday nights at 8. And that's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, and these anyone- podcasts are every night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And they are on... Well, around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and they are on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Yikes! I try my best. What are you? What are you doing? Your best Stevie Wonder impersonation? What's this? No, I'm looking at you. I have I have you up on the a corner monitor. Okay. So I'm looking at your reaction. Okay. So what are we going to talk upset. about? What are we going to talk about that today, X? Um, Islanders potential playoff push. Uh. Got a win um, the other day, which was nice. And again, overtime win, um, but still pulled it out against Dallas. Uh, I thought they played well. I thought Dallas made some mistakes on the goals they gave they gave up. Um, but all I mean, all in all, wins a win. So can't complain. Right. We'll take those two points, and then we have uh, tomorrow. We have Detroit in Detroit, uh, and then Boston at home on Saturday. And I think those two games are going to be kind of pivotal. Uh, you know, like I've been saying, it's not necessarily the points that the Islanders have, even though you're seeing now Detroit has kind of pulled away from the pack a little bit. Uh, the Islanders have one game on hand, uh, in hand on Detroit, but they're up by 10 points. I almost think Detroit is borderline safe for a playoff spot now. So you're looking at Florida, Boston, Toronto, Detroit, the Rangers in Carolina. You're seeing the Flyers. Who We have uh, two games in hand on the Flyers, but I'd always rather have the points. 69 points for the Flyers, 62 for the Islanders. Tampa Bay has 69 points in 61 games, so we have three games in hand on them. But the problem that I foresee is not necessarily just the points. It's all the teams that are ahead of us as well. Jersey has 64 points. Washington, 63 Pittsburgh has 62, and we have 62. Pittsburgh has two games in hand. Uh, Washington's played the same amount of games. I think Washington's going to drop out. The Devils have played one more game, have two more points. 
I just think it's going to be really, really difficult for the Islanders to make the playoffs. And I almost say that you, the Islanders have to come away with, I want to say three points out of this, this next two games. Now I know TJ projected, uh, predicted two, one, one in the next four games before we go on the West coast swing, uh, start off with San, uh, San Jose, uh, myself, I thought we were going to go all in four, so I'm a dumbass. I'm already wrong. TJ's looking good, so you know something's wrong when that's the case. Um, so going forward, uh, do we want to talk a little bit about that Dallas game, or do we just want to jump into what's going on to move up? The rest um, of the we week? can talk about the Dallas game if you want. Okay. Uh, I thought that I thought we played really well against Dallas. I really did. Um, Dallas had some opportunities. They hit some crossbars, hit some posts. Sorokin was outstanding as usual. I agree. Sorokin was a brick wall in that game. Without him, we lose. I can't tell you how many point-blank shots he stopped in that game. He played really well. And, of course, now we're back to we're playing the backups. The good teams played the backups against us. And Mackenzie Blackwood showed why he's a backup. Now, I thought he made a couple of good saves, but – they, you're right, a couple of defensive breakdowns for uh, Dallas cost them that game. But that doesn't mean that the Islanders didn't play well. I thought the Islanders played very well. It was the first game where we saw the first line of Brock Nelson, Bo Horvat, and Matt Barzell. Um, I thought that line was okay. Uh, I didn't think it was anything special. Um, but you're looking at the other lines on the team, and it's a struggle for the Islanders. Uh, and I just think that's – that's going to be what's going to be going forward. You also saw the defense pairings get uh, recon, uh, reconfigured, where you're seeing Dobson with Pellick, Kulak and Romanoff. And uh, I thought they, for the most part, fared okay. Um, Pellick got hit in the ear at uh, the tail end of the game. I, I'm sure he's going to be fine. You just worry about a guy who's had concussions like that, uh, what it could have possibly meant you know, on the bench getting hit by a stray puck. But I'm going to say that he's probably – I don't even think he's day-to-day at this point. So I'm going to say he's probably fine. So, okay, so do you have anything else to add? Anything? No, I mean, I kind of already stated my points early on. I just – I told you I thought they played really well. Without Sorokin, I don't think that they win that game. Um, I mean, they had a lot – I think Dallas made a lot of mistakes, which is why we won the game, though. Okay. I, don't, I don't think – I mean, we had a couple opportunities one-on-one on net where we just couldn't finish. Um, but, I mean, again, the same same thing happened on us in that game. I think they had – Dallas had a breakaway, like, in the third period or second period uh, where Sorokin just stopped them, which I thought was good. So. Okay. So let's just go and talk about uh, what we have coming up. We have Detroit, who's a team that they're they're rolling right now. And you don't like to play teams that are extremely hot. They've won six in a row, and they're starting to blow some teams out. Is this a Detroit we're going to see the rest of the year? I don't know. I certainly hope not because if it is, there's a wild card spot that's just not up for grabs anymore. Like I said, they have a 10-point lead on the Islanders. The Islanders have one game in hand. Uh, I think if Detroit beats us tomorrow night, uh, no shot at catching Detroit. What what you what we're forgetting a lot of us are there's only 24 games left in the Islander season, and right now they have to make up a minimum of seven points in 24 games, and it's not like these other teams are mailing it in, right? I mean, so what you know what we're going to see going forward? Oh, look who's here! It's our pal TJ. So 
what we're going to see going forward is, uh, you know, we're going to have to depend on other teams to lose, not just us winning, but teams ahead of us uh, in the standings to lose. And that's a really difficult spot to be in with 24 games left. Um, the the item that I've been seeing a lot of online is, oh, you know, this year we just need to retool. I'm starting to see that, and that's it's the wrong mentality. It's the wrong mantra to take. Oh, well, this year it's just a lost one, so we just need to go ahead and make some adjustments this, this year at the trade deadline, sell some pieces, um, and then go ahead and replace them this year in the offseason and uh, do some creative configuring there to the roster, and then we'll be back to a Stanley Cup contender. You're seeing a lot of that for the people online. Some people are in the trade Brock Nelson camp. Some are in the don't trade Brock Nelson. How can you replace him if you trade away Brock Nelson? You know, we can't replace him and still be a competitor. They, they're they not. We're not a competitor. They're not exploring the real issues and the deep-seated items behind this. Like when we look at, and I like to compare this to the Capitals, the Penguins, and the Islanders. People will say, well, our core is much younger for the Islanders than it is on the Penguins and the Capitals. Yes, that is true. Right. When you look at our core, Mappers all is younger than the likes of, you know, your Malkins, your Crosby's, your Ovechkin's, et cetera. Noah Dobson's younger. Sorokin is younger. Um, Bo Horvat is younger. But here's the thing. When you look at the core of the Penguins, right, Malkin and, and Crosby are both first battle Hall of Famers. They're both, I'd say, iconic players for the generation in which they played in. Same thing with Ovechkin. Uh, you know, these are all teams. And the other thing I might add Washington already has young players who are just breaking in as rookies, guys who are breaking in their young 20s as well, playing on the top six role for them. How many of those do we have on our team, young 20s playing in a top six role? We tried to shoehorn Simon Holmstrom in that spot. He just isn't, isn't at that level yet. Um, but never, all, will never will be. The, the reason I'm asking, comparing us to Washington and the Penguins, most Islander fans would say, the Washington and the Penguins have no chance of winning a Stanley Cup. Do you think next year Washington or Pittsburgh has a chance to win a Stanley Cup? Nope. No, they don't because even though they have some generational talent, they have some stars, they're not good enough. Right. <laughs> this is It's not like you're looking at their peak. You're looking at well as the sun is setting on that team. And the Islanders, when you look at it, four guys is not – our four guys are not good enough to win us a cup. I don't dislike or disagree that those four guys are the core, but you need more than four players to win you a Stanley cup. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's like I said, you're mentioning Crosby, Malkin, Latang, uh, Carlson, even though I think Carlson's taking a step back, but Gensel, they're all better than anybody on our team. Right. I mean, even at this stage, would you not say that Crosby would be the best player on this team? On the Islanders team, yes, yes, he'd be the best player on this team. I don't even think he'd be close. Malkin, I mean Malkin. I don't know. I think okay. I think I think I think Matt Barzal. I'd rather have at this point, right? If you're saying for the remainder of this year, who would you rather have, Matt Barzal or Malkin? I probably would say Barzal, but it's not like a oh man, Barzal's head over heels better than Malkin. Malkin's still a damn good player. I know he gets a lot of hate, but he's still a damn good player. And you have Dobson and Latang, right? I mean, Latang is really good defensively as well as offensively. And, you know, Dobson has to carry Pelicone's back now. So that's, you know, that's another issue that we have going forward. 
and and our goaltending is vastly superior to Pittsburgh's. But the whole thing is, if you look at it, Pittsburgh's ahead of us in the standings. And that's what you know. What I like to say to certain Lamanites is, you know, I run down all these crappy teams that are ahead of us, and I'm like, well, do these teams are they? Do they have a shot to win a cup? And they're like, no, no, no. Well, they're all ahead of the Islanders in the standings. Why do you think the Islanders still have a shot to, you know, potentially win? You know, contend for a Stanley Cup? Because we well, don't. What, what they're saying now is they're conceding that this year looks like a lost oh. year. So now it's we're worried about next year. Next year, so we grumpy can old man was right. So, so in essence, they're admitting the grumpy old man was right that the Islanders were not making the playoffs this year. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what, fans. The Islanders are not making the playoffs next year either. What and why do I feel so confident in saying that? We have no salary cap space, none. If you don't, if you want to just roll back the same cast and crew like we have this year, again, what do they say the definition of insanity is? Just uh, repeating the same thing, doing the same thing over and over again, and expecting different results. Different results. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. Well, I kind of want to tie it together with the point being is if you think. This team, right? We're going to go under the auspices of the team is not making the postseason this year. Why would we be taking that stance? Well, we're second to last in our division. There's a lot of teams ahead of us. We only have 16 wins in regulation this year. That's the sixth worst in the NHL. We don't win games in regulation. All of our games go to overtime if we win them, or I won't say a majority, but it's just, it's crazy to think that we've had. 22 games go to overtime this year, um, but we don't have a lot of regulation wins. There's a lot of teams ahead of us, so regulation wins are the tiebreaker. So if on game 82, we've got 95 points and another team has 95 points, every single scenario, that opposing team will finish ahead of us just on a tiebreaker because they have more wins in regulation. That being said, we're not going to make the postseason just because of the amount of teams ahead of us, teams that have games in hand, and... I, we what has shown us a reason to think that this team is a real playoff contender. Now the rumors are the Islanders maybe making you know maybe making a trade with Ottawa. We've had our scouts in Ottawa for a few days. This was what Stefan Rosner was talking about, I believe, on his show. Um, and maybe we're looking at Vladimir Tarasenko oh. as being a spot. So so you know, just as when just when we thought the Islanders couldn't do something so unbelievably stupid as to add a piece at this year's trade deadline, it looks like we are exploring that option right now, and that is worrisome. When you look at the standings, do you say, yeah, that team who's sitting second to last in, in the Metro, that's a team that should be adding at the deadline? I, I, I find it unfathomable. I was thinking maybe we traded J.G. Pajot and get some futures. Well, they're going to have to give up something, right? Because they don't have any cap space. They're going to have to give up a comparable contract. And I assume who knows what that's going to be, right? So, like, it's it, it would require have, creativity. So I'm not even sure that that's something that Lou Lamarola would do at that point. We have no salary cap space either. Well, I mean, we're going to have to give them back salary cap. So that's what I mean. Like a guy like Jean-Gabriel Peugeot, somebody's going to have to leave our hands who makes around $5 because that's what Tarasenko makes right now in order for a deal like that to work. Would but you, want to, make right? a, would you okay. want to make a Peugeot for Tarasenko trade? I wouldn't. I don't even know. I, like, I mean, uh, does it even matter? 
I don't know who wins that deal. I don't, you know what I mean? I like I, Tarasenko is good. I mean, but he's not the player he was. And this is this is the new thing that people are running with. Oh, Tarasenko may not be the player he once was, but he's still an effective forward at five million dollars. You could send an equal contract back the other way, and uh, we could sign a goal scorer to a short-term extension. Oh shit! Couldn't the Islanders have gotten him like two years ago as a free agent? Not as a free agent, but we could have gotten him in a trade when he had. Because remember, Vladimir Tarasenko and Grumpy and I talked about this. Go take the clock back two, three years ago. He had three or four shoulder surgeries in a row. And he he was getting the work done by the team doctor, immediately retort. Team doctor, immediately retort. He went to an outside guy who said, we fixed the issue, we found the issue, and he was staking his name on it as a medical professional. And sure enough, everybody said, whoa, I'm not so sure. This is doctors just for people who don't work in that field. They don't go out there saying, hey, we found the issue and we fixed it. And they don't go ahead and make that information public unless they really feel like they fixed the issue. And sure enough, they fixed the issue and he went around to playing. But you could have bought Vladimir Tarasenko at the absolute floor of a guy who had botch surgery after botch surgery. And he was now on his third shoulder surgery. You could have bought him at that point. And you could have had him really cheap, but we determined not worth the risk. And um, here he is today. He signed a, a one-year prove-it deal in Ottawa, and uh, he's and, played okay for them. So, and we were we were all for making that trade and two years old, ago. Two years ago, uh, he was twenty-nine. He had two more years left on his deal. Bring him to age thirty-one. He said, "Well, then you got to resign." I said, "You don't have to resign him. You yep. see how he performs over the next two years." I mean, after what he did last year, was he worth resigning? Nobody really wanted him. I think the answer is no. I think he's finished, right? But you could have got two years of him, certainly, and played him on the top line as opposed to Anders Lee. Who knows what would have panned out then, right? But, I mean, that's what – but everyone, so many people who commented on this, like, oh, but he's got the shoulder injuries. I'm like – and as TJ mentioned, you don't see the doctors actually come out and say, yeah, no, this has got fixed. Whatever they did previously was wrong, and we got it all taken care of. And I'm like, I'm willing to roll a dice. And the, the asking price was like a second round pick and Samuel Bullduk, supposedly. Yes, and- it was so low where it was a mid-tier prospect in a second round pick because this guy's had three solar surgeries in a row that have ended season after season after season. So it was like, hey, you're taking a real gamble and rolling the dice. And it obviously would have panned out if you would have given up that little for a guy of that quality. Right. And like I said, what I heard... Pajot is a guy because Ottawa's looking for uh, some culture to put in the room. Okay, no problem. I, I Tarasenko is not the answer. I mean, am I opposed to making that deal? Not necessarily because Pajot's got two years, got another year after this left on his deal, and I think Tarasenko is free to walk at the end. You don't have to resign everybody you trade for. Yeah. Or maybe you get Tarasenko for Pajot, and then you flip him somewhere else to free up some cap space going forward. Because there's no reason for us to think that uh, Vladimir Tarasenko is going to change the destiny of this team this year. It's just not going to happen. Now, Stefan also did mention on his show, he said he thinks one day, and he's not sure when, but eventually – Lou Lam or Lou Lamarilla will be removed and it will be Patrick Waugh as the new general manager. Oh no. Oh no. Really? Did they, did he say that? Yes, he did. And uh, it's becoming more and more mainstream is the reason I wanted to bring that up. 
But uh, yes, and whoever the hell whoever the hell the assistant is, he brought in is going to be the new head coach. Oh no! Again, I hate. You know what? I am the curve. I called it the day he signed. That's what was going to happen. The day he signed, you don't. And here's the thing: ownership signed him, not the old fossil. Absolutely not. Ownership brought in this guy who was a pariah to the NHL. I could care less. If you flip him up there, make him a GM, great. Give him a three-year deal, see what he does. No more than three years. Absolutely no more than three years. I, I don't like the ideology of, hey, bring in your buddy and, uh, you know, Patrick, while you're the guy, and hey, bring your buddy in now. He's going to be the head coach. What, like, this is not, I, fuck. I could care less about that. I could care less. Like I said, what if I Our said from the beginning? Our team, the thing I worry about, if our team is sending scouts to Ottawa and the rumor is, right, maybe we're interested in a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko, guess what? Our ownership group and our general manager does not have the right direction. It's that simple. If we are even slightly considering buying at this year's trade deadline, our general manager has lost his fucking mind. Everything should be run through the ownership group. No, no. Or Patty Wah. Or but Patrick that, Wah. That's my thing, though. Patrick Wah obviously is not pulling the strings at the moment. He's the head coach. But now you're letting somebody else. You're letting a guy who's going to be a head coach that potentially might be a guy who is a, who steps into a general manager, manager job is now going to be watching from the sideline as somebody else composes the roster he'll have a chance to work with in the future. You don't think that's going to create some sort of tension? Not unless they run it through him, run it by him first. Like I said, they so that him. works well. Hey, general manager, go confer with the head coach and say, "Hey, what you want to do is what we're doing." You think that Lou Lam- you think Lou Lamarillo is ever a guy who does that and gave up any power? The answer is no. If they I- just say this is your last year and you're done, and we're putting the other guy in there, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to get. I don't want to get too much down into this one, but I just did want to mention. Stefan did bring that up that he thinks something like that could happen, that Patrick Waugh could replace Lou Lamarillo at one point as a general manager. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. It seems like it's so far in the distant future that something like that can happen. Only a couple months away. It's, it's not going to happen this year. The it way he, the way he alluded to. <laughs> The way he alluded it will to. happen this year. It absolutely uh-huh. will happen this year. He came in to coach this team this year to get a better feel for who could fit into his system going forward. He knows right by right now, he knows who, who can work in this system and who doesn't. So they kick him upstairs. He says, okay, X, Y, Z, you don't fit on this team anymore. We're moving you. He brings in his own guy to coach the team. Why? Because he's worked with them in the past. I have no problem with that. That's that's what you're gonna see happen. Just like, and you were the one who was getting. You remember every single show I bring that up, and you're no. I'm just, I, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done with you. I'm done with you conflating about it. Is what I am because you know what it means. How much head coaching experience does the the assistant have at the NHL level? None. Oh, great. So we're just rolling the dice on somebody that's pals with Patrick Waugh, who's had zero general managership experience, who's been who was blackballed. So you you understand the point I have? I'm like, ooh, this has potential not to be great. He's always wanted to be the guy who runs the show. Always. Yeah. Always. Well, 
I, again, it's a discussion for many. Hopefully, uh, who knows? Who knows when that discussion is going to be much more prominent in our show. But it was just something mentioned by Steph, and we've talked about it a few times. You talk about it, I feel like, every show. But I just wanted to let you know, to be fair and honest, that other people are mentioning that, too. Um, they the, probably uh, listen to this show. Yeah, well. So they should, uh, that's, why, that's why you should listen to this show. Read the tea leaves, people. Read the tea leaves. The the item I'll say here that's that's worrisome at this point of, of the year, the Islanders have been completely average under Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Completely average. Um, I, I, again, like as I've mentioned, most times you fire a head coach, you're expecting immediate results. We don't get those immediate results. If you fire a head coach in season, you're expecting immediate results. Get we haven't seen that, right? You don't fire a head coach middle of the season and say, I want to see the same results that I just saw from the last head coach. Go. That's not what you expect. And that's what we've been seeing. The exact same results. Yeah. Under Patrick Wild that we saw under Lane Lambert. I don't care. You could you could get Al Arbor back. You could get uh Toe Blake, Scotty Bowman. It doesn't matter. Just not good enough. I read that one real quick. Says, but TJ, don't you want Waz buddy to have zero experience being a head coach in the NHL? It's only going to further accelerate the rebuild. I'd like that. We're going to be bad anyways. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Benoit, well, how the hell do you pronounce his last name? I can't. I don't even. I I got to see it to know it. Oh, okay. I'm, I, and again, it's, it's some French name, so I butcher all names. Sacre bleu. Benoit Dorosiez. I'm just Dorosier. interested to see. I'll pull up some information on his election. I think it's Dorosier. Dorosier. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. So that was mentioned. That was brought up. Now we'll it's have plenty funny of time to learn it. We'll have plenty of time to learn it to come June. Oh God! Uh, there is a lot of people talking though online about, hey, this year is just in this. I kind of want to bring it back to this. This year is just when we we just chalk up as an L, and next year we're going to be able to make some maneuvers. We're going to be creative this off season. We're going to add some pieces of the deadline, some draft capital, then to trade that away. We're going to get younger. We're going to get more skilled and faster, and we're going to have a better product out there on the ice. And then okay. everybody's going to wake up. <laughs> I, my whole thing is with what money you have no money, you have no salary cap space. Oh, well, no, they're, they're going to trade away. Here you go, grumpy. There's the, there's the, the, there's the behind it. Um, but, you, uh, thank you, Jake. JK, always fantastic. He he helps us. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's funny to see that people think you know that that's a possibility. And I just asked a question. I, I guess I angered a few people on the on the Twitter space. I just said, "What makes you think that we're going to do that?" Oh well, we're going to see our entire fourth line is gone next oh, year. Fourth line that makes a devil difference in the world. Fourth well, that's line. what they I asked. Based on the team, right? Yes, out there for the most minutes, right? They usually have the biggest impact. The fourth line. Yeah. That's why I asked. I said, I said, so the major retooling entails us replacing our fourth line. I said, does that make us a Stanley Cup contender? Crickets. The answer is no, it doesn't. And when people try to even lead you on or or lead you in a direction that that that's a possibility to to retool the team is just by exchanging some some fourth line jags and replacing them with new jags. Guess what? They're just they're doing exactly that. It's just it's just it's just word salad. That's all it is. Okay. Are are the minutes under Patrick Wild, the minutes for the fourth line have been down, have they not? 
Yeah, they've been using the top line a lot more than they should, as they should have. So what does it tell you about the fourth line? He could care he less. He could care less about the fourth line. Yep, as You're most teams do. That's right. You're losing two guys who are going to be UFAs, big whoop-de-doo. How much money does that free up in the salary? And then Casey. So if you move, if you move, uh, let's say, just for shits and giggles, you trade Pajot for Tarasenko. Let's just say, okay? They have the same salary, no big deal. You slide Casey up to the third line center route, uh, third line center spot. You put McLean down at the bottom, and two new young ham and eggers can play on the fourth line. What does it matter? It doesn't matter. Are you are you really expecting a lot a, a huge different result with that? I, the answer but, should be no. Right. I mean, but you're you're talking about, and I'm just talking about the, the imbeciles that you've had to deal with, the Lamanites, when they say, I mean, you're looking at the fourth line, their minutes have been cut drastically since Waz come in. And guess what? Even if he kicks upstairs, you think that the coach he brings in is going to say, no, I want to play that fourth line 15, 18 minutes a game. No. You, you want to know what I've been hearing now? It's just, this is the antithesis. This is the direct... This is the direct comparison of, hey, we are just a, a fan base who has a loser mindset. That's how the majority of the fan base is. Well, guys, Patrick Waugh just got here. We have to see what he can do with a real preseason and a real offseason of coaching to see what can happen to this team. Are you really that daft and brain dead? to think that this team right here, a new coach, that's all we need. Just plug and play a new coach, and we're going to see different results. When we don't make the postseason this year, that will be three years we've made the postseason once and have two postseason victories. Three years, two postseason victories. Does that sound like a team that's headed in an upward trajectory? We did make it to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals, and then for the next three years, we have two postseason victories. Does that sound like, hey, things are on the up and up? The answer is no. It doesn't sound like that's the case. And, and for anybody thinking that it is, it's just wishful thinking. And all you're going to do is set yourself up for disappointment when that doesn't work. When you're saying, well, Patrick Waugh needs this, needs this, needs six years or seven years to prove, the, you know, that signed Brock Nelson back, all his ridiculousness that you're hearing. At the end of the day, the team is playing harder for Patrick Waugh and you're getting the same results. Yes. The yes. same exact results that you got at the end, under after under Barry Trotz and under Lane Lambert, the same exact results. You want to know why? It's a bad mix of players on the team. And the old man has been crucial to destroying this franchise. You've got he to serve his purpose when he came in. He absolutely did. They need to kick his ass to the curb after that. I would almost say after the first loss to Tampa, absolutely after the second one where he didn't have the cojones to come in and make moves to get you over the hump. Just did, wouldn't do it. Just refused. And he figures, let's just pick up some more bottom six ham and eggers and just throw away first round draft picks in season. You always overpay when you make deals in season at the trade deadline. Always. That's why I, I want to trade Brock Nelson now. But here's the thing, right? You're, what you're seeing is all these guys on long-term deals with no trade clauses. That's something that Patrick Waugh is going to have to talk to them and speak straight from the hip. They need somebody different to have those conversations with the players, not the softy Lou Lamarillo. I, I tell you, though, it's it, I don't disagree with any of that. Now, here's I, I brought this up because this is something I want to take a look at. Look at I, the record in Lane Lambert. 
19, 15, and 11, right? I, I, I've been on the record, and I've always said this for years and years, overtime and shootout losses are losses. Whether you want to say they are or they're not, they are losses in the end of the day. They don't say a shootout win. They say shootout loss in an overtime loss. It is a loss. We had 19 wins uh, under Lane Lambert, 15 losses in regulation, 11 losses in regulation and overtime. And under Patrick Waugh, five wins, five losses in regulation, and three losses in regulation slash shootout. Guess it's actually, what? It's actually worse under Patrick Waugh. Yep. Num- the numbers worse. have been worse. And, and again, like you look at the team, right? 22nd in the NHL in goals for 24th in the NHL in goals against that does not scream. This thing is getting better. It doesn't until we recognize it, admit the true issue. We will not be able to take steps forward. It's like it, it one win against Dallas and everybody's like, Hey guys, you know, things, things aren't as bad as they may seem. We just need a quick retool. We could do this on the fly. Maybe, you know, this year's a lost cause, but Lou, if he goes to work this offseason, will be able to fix this all up, like fix it, Felix. He's just going to be able to, to you know, to, to go ahead and grab his ratchet and then go ahead and, and crank a few bolts a little tighter. Are you shitting me? It's just like to see that already is I'm like, my God, these fans just don't even see what should be happening. And it's just aggravating. And I'm like, my goodness, the only way that they'll see is by misery. Unfortunately, the only way people will realize that yeah, the team isn't good enough is to be miserable, to be miserable. I do not want to be on the treadmill of mediocrity. I don't want to be the Minnesota Vikings of the NHL. Minnesota Vikings. We're not even close to that. They've won division titles recently, Minnesota Vikings. This team ain't won a division title, what, 30 years? I don't want to be a team who has zero chance of winning a Stanley Cup. But our ownership and our general manager group continues to sell the fan base on the facade that it's a possibility when reality, it's an astro spec. Maybe it's a possibility. It's not probable. And I think that's the issue that the fan base has. And that's the issue the Lamanites have. They talk about it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, sure. It's possible. What is probable? I want to possibilities. This planet could be hit by an asteroid and just just obliterated. That's the only thing you could say the Islander season. It's the only thing to stop us from not making the playoffs. If a big meteorite comes down and just destroys the planet, then hits, people won't be thinking about the Islanders. It hits Philadelphia. It hits Philadelphia during a game. They have to be playing the Red Wings at the same time, so it eliminates those two teams. Then you just start eliminating a whole bunch of the teams that are ahead of you. But it's it's man, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. As soon as I think, okay, gotcha. The fans are starting to head in the right direction. We realize the team is not good enough. Now it's we're moving the goalpost to it's just a small retool. Don't worry. It's not a big part. Don't worry. Nothing is. Everything is fine here. Nothing to worry about. Drew says a good comparison of the Islanders in NFL terms right now with the Seattle Seahawks. I and Seattle that. was much more successful than we ever were. Yeah. They just were like, and again, like at least Seattle the Cleveland Seattle. Browns. I'd say we're the Cleveland Browns. Honestly, that's not wrong. Cleveland thinks, hey, things are going well. Hey, hey, guys, we got Joe Flacco who's doing great. He's going to do fantastic as soon as we get to the postseason. Get rolled. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. It's not the Cleveland Browns. They made the postseason. Sorry. Maybe the Washington Commanders. Oh, we did have years in the past with the Washington Commanders slash Redskins were good. And now they've been abysmal, but they had a little bit of an uptime period that made the postseason. Well, not this year. I don't know. What's a 2020. team? 2020. 
2020, they won the division. The oh, NFC wow. least. The NFC least. Oh man. So it's yeah, for me it's just it's 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 uh, it is painful to hear that people are just and they're not they're not articulating their thoughts on this. It's just like, oh yeah, we should keep Brock Nelson. Why? I have yeah, my well, reasons. Yeah, okay. Why? That's a good question. Because Brock Nelson has 46 points in 58 games. So he doesn't even he, average. He, he certainly won't have the, the number of points that he had last year. He's 32 years old. You're seeing now he's on the downside. Move him. Move him. With the limited amount of uh players, he's I mean, his rep around the league still has something to it. Yes, absolutely. Adam absolutely. Pellick. Adam Pellick, move him. Move him while he has some value. Yes, I realize he's got a, a no trade clause. Talk to him. Dude, we're going full rebuild. We're going full rebuild here. So if we have to bury you in the minors and you ride that bus in Bridgeport, <laughs> no problem. We'll let you do that for the rest of for the next seven years of your contract. I like this. We're the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> hey, there we go. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah. we're oh, not that bad. No, but we it's are. just no, we're not that bad. We're not the worst team in the NHL. But again, guys, this was a team three years ago that was Stanley Cup or bust. And how has that looked over the last three years? I, We've I had just, one postseason appearance, two postseason victories. Two years you didn't make the postseason. That's the not only, good enough. And the the only reason we didn't get swept by Carolina's of missing three of their top six forwards and their starting goaltender. It's the only reason. Only reason. Yes. Now I did see this. Flex crew mentioned this. I saw Phil on the Twitter space yesterday and sent TJ joined. He left, left mass up. Yeah, Phil was trying Phil. Phil over here was trying to be sneaky. He was trying to tell me, well, no, it's just for tweets. I went back and I nope. listened to the clip. I went back and I listened to it. Off Twitter. Off Twitter is right. So I I'll play that where he says off of Twitter. There's no Twitter spaces. There's no tweeting. No Twitter at all, Phil. That's right. No Twitter. I remember the bet I made with him. I remember the yeah. bet I made. Yep. He's like, he's, I knew. Wait, I, wait, 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 wait. Grump, what were you going to do if you lost the bet? I he would have to get on Twitter and tweet at least once a week. I didn't have to worry about it. I don't make bets I'm going to lose. <laughs> when I make a bet, you might as well just whatever whatever I decide your punishment is, just get ready for it. He's had a, he's had six months to prepare for that. This team you never made. Grumpy could have actually made a Twitter account on his own. Yeah, he would have, but the problem would have been this. I was saying it's more of a punishment for me that I'd have to watch what Grumpy's tweeting like a hawk, and like you had thrown around. He had thrown around the idea of. Phil would get the first tweet as like a celeb tweet and Grumpy was a little pushing back. I I'll pull it up so you can listen to it. But this is just to set the record straight. There is no, hey, you know, maybe you get to be on the Twitter. No, 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 no Phil. No, no, no. Trying to finagle with the curd. I'll pull it up, though. Okay, but yes, Phil thing, is off of Twitter. Here's the thing. He should. He's Well, here's the thing. That's his decision. The band doesn't start till the end of the year. When we're officially out of play. Now, if he wants to go off now, that's his prerogative. It doesn't start when he determines he's going to bail out. No, 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 no. It's when the Islanders are officially eliminated from the playoffs. He's banned for a year. That's what it is. So here's the thing. I don't mind if he comes on and starts saying spouting ridiculousness because he should prepare his fan base for his failure. That's what he should now, do. Now, Jake said I was on that Twitter space. I was one of the only people. I was the only one person that wanted to keep Brock. Everybody else wanted to trade him. I think Rob Tao also had mentioned that he wanted to keep him. And there was a few people that were in that camp. Uh, you know, and it is what it is. I just, I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't see a scenario that we're going to trade him because we're not. 
I don't think that Lou Lamarillo would do that. Um, and it's just going to be more of the same. Expect disappointment, and you will not be disappointed. That's what I've learned or become accustomed to under Lou Lamarillo. But here's the clip, right? This is what we say off of Twitter. Let's listen. That's fine. Not. Is that, is that really a sticking point? You can't do let, let him have one celeb tweet, Grumpy? Uh, you know I have no social media presence whatsoever. None. That's fine. Grumpy, Grumpy will praise me along the way, I'm sure. So and the, other, the other side of the deal is that if they don't be something playoffs, else you're wrong about. <laughs> I will be removed from Twitter for the for a year. I think year. I think most of our fan base is rooting against the Islanders this year. That's all right. <laughs> Just to get Phil off Twitter. Have at I, it. I was saying if Phil think about this. If the Islanders do not make the playoffs, Phil will be off of Twitter for a year. I, I, I said when I think of Islanders Twitter. I think of Phil just stirring shit and trolling people and gaslighting Islander fans. I don't know what the Twitter space would be like if, if Phil has to take a step away for a year. We may conveniently see like the pop-up of like not Phil's facts is a new Twitter handle that comes around and tweets. Nope. Like, very, I'm, a man, very... I'm a man of my word. No, he's not. What's going to happen? It'll be Phil coming out. He'll have the same shirt, but he'll be wearing a mask. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, but anyway, yes, he said off of Twitter, not no tweeting, none of that. He said he'll be off, off of Twitter. TJ, I just no realized you were wearing the same exact thing you were wearing during that podcast. I'm wearing my grumpy scroopy shirt. I think you had the same shirt on. Uh, maybe I don't know, just a white shirt. Um, I do want to make sure before I jump off here, I want to make sure I was able to cover um, a few of the, the things people have sent uh, us, but I'm gonna pull these up here um drew had sent us a few uh tweets uh yeah, you've been question. giving me access to that account by the way yeah you're still messing up. i'll have to pick up i got a bone to pick with you so pierre lebron just tweeted this um right as the show went live second round pick and a conditional third round pick for artemi uh gushnikov and uh, to the flames uh and artemi gushnikov to the flames for chris tanev gushnikov yeah, Dallas. I mean, good pickup for Dallas, right? They were now. Here's the thing: Dallas should be all in. They lost in the finals. Who they they lost in the finals last year, right? No, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. They they had a disappointing end to the season last year. They, okay, I mean, like it was Jake Ottinger was like a, a Jekyll and Hyde in the postseason. Right. They made the Cup finals. Who they, who they lose two or the three cup? years ago? Three the years Tampa. ago, I believe it was Tampa. Okay, so three years ago. But they they should be all in. Absolutely, they should be all in. That's a team that should make a move like this. Absolutely. I think that's a good pickup for them. Yes. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I, I'm not sure we got too many else. Uh, but, yes, the uh, the rumor is, and I think the reason why people are talking about Brock Nelson is because this guy who blocked us, guy incarcerated Bob, was talking about, hey. Uh, he blocked us? Yeah, I don't even know. He, he's had us blocked for years. I don't even know who loser. he is. That's probably a loser. Uh, well, there's other people who block us too. They're but, losers uh, too. <laughs> we've been blocked by incarcerated Bob for years. Um, but uh, yes, he you said die in a fire. Uh, <laughs> they put, a little, put a little accelerator on a little accelerator on him. There you go, okay. Bob. Anyway, um, what what they did say was uh, that apparently a few teams have called reaching out about yeah. Brock Nelson. Um. How do you not move him? How do you not move him now? I, I uh, They're not going to. This team is beyond the point of rebuild. We just are. 
Absolutely. And, and like, okay, and I'll put this up and I, and I, and I, before I leave here, a freedom front of it says, teacher, you can retool an NHL roster fairly quickly if salary is cleared and assets attained and wisely utilized. Restocking organizational depth will take a lot longer, you filthy animal. Yes, it will. Now, here's the question I have. Guys who are movable. Do you think a guy like Scott Mayfield is movable? Do you no. think a guy like Pierre Engvall with a seven-year contract is movable? No. I think maybe a guy like Varley is movable on a three-year contract. But now here's the thing. The Islanders would never move Varley off because they're infatuated with having that 1A, 1B special. They don't want to move Varley, right? Sorokin, you're not going to move him. You're not going to move Matt Barzal. You're not going to move Bohor. Let's just go down a list of guys who, under this current general manager, who he would even entertain moving. I think that's the important thing because, like that, we could talk about what they should do, what what you know, what we want them to do, but in reality, we're not going to see certain guys being moved because our current GM would refuse to do that. Like when we pull up the active the active cap hit. Um, like, right, like Matt Barzal, he won't be moved. No Bohor, trade clause. He's got a no trade clause coming up. Well, I'm saying you're not going to, you in this scenario, right? For you're not going to move the guy who's your best forward. You're not going to do that. Uh, Bo Horvat, right? He turns 29 here in a little bit, right? He'll be 29 before the end of the season. Um, and Matt Barzal will be 27 headed the next year. I mean, if those are both guys in the prime of their career. You're not moving them. Anders Lee. We'll have two years left remaining on his contract. People are like, oh, we can buy him out. We can trade, we can trade Anders Lee. Hey, you know, if we look at it, you know, uh Lou Lamarillo did something very creative when he went ahead and sold away Andrew Ladd. When he got rid of Andrew Ladd's contract, that was really creative. And and the question I had was, is it creative when general managers trade away draft capitals and draft picks to get away from a bad contract. Is that really creative? Is that the normal or is that really creative? That's doubling down on suck. That's well, it. no, it's, it's what they do. The only way you can get rid of a bad contract is by giving up draft pieces to do that. That's not creative. Okay. So our general manager is not creative, but Andersley, maybe I could see us moving, but Oh, hold on a second. Oh, it goes to a modified no trade clause. Okay, gotcha. So he's got a full no trade clause still. He'll have a modified no trade clause, a six or fifteen team no trade clause list here um, for the last two years of that contract. Brock Nelson, do you realistically, if the team is looking to compete for now, do you think they trade away Brock Nelson? I don't think they do. I think this team, as as Lou said, he believes in the core of this team. Is Brock Nelson included in the net core that he has? I don't know. Be. You can't have a 30, a 32, 30. It'll be 33 when next year starts. 33. It's not part of your core. And his, and he's on the downside. You've seen this year. He's not the same guy he was in previous years. Just but for Brock Nelson, right, I could see us maybe, maybe moving him. We'll put him as a maybe, a possibility to be moved. Anders Lee, I could see them maybe trying to move. Jean-Gabriel Pajot, that's a maybe. Maybe they would entertain moving him. Maybe they would entertain moving Kyle Palmieri. Pierre Engvall is not movable. Casey Sezikis is not movable. I don't care what people say. At three years left, a 33-year-old fourth-line fourth line center making $2.5 million a year, that's not going to be somebody people are infatuated with. Well, here we go, guys. Look at this. Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin, they'll both be gone, so they'll free up cap space. Well, Simon, yeah, how much they free up? They only have $5 million in cap space for next year. $5 million. That's it. Yeah. 
you've got oh i, I love listening to this. people like, the cap's supposed to go up something like six million dollars next year and that's going to help alleviate our issues not true. not true well if you actually do a little bit of research and think to yourself hmm, maybe it relieves a little bit of the cap space conundrum you're in for one year but then when you start looking and saying oh hold on a second we'll have as soon as next year's up we'll have no adoptions contract starting to hit you think no no adoption is going to make more or less than the four million he's getting paid currently? Way more. Ah, ah, okay, gotcha. So he's going to be making a little bit more. How about you I'm, think with Alexander Romanoff? Is he making more or less than the two and a half million dollars he's currently making? This is my it. thing. Like when you are in consistent mode of we need to re-sign back everybody. Like Ryan Pulak, he's not movable at seven Six. years, six point one. He has six more years left on his deal after this year. Six Adam Halleck has five more years. And he's finished. Yep. Scott Mayfield. Oh, don't worry. He's got another six years. And they both have no trade. All these guys have no trade clauses. Oh, I just, yeah. I, all I'm doing is pissing myself off. The old man has done this to the team. Yes. He's taken away any type of flexibility in uh, reshaping the rise. just taking it away from the team. The only people who don't have a modified no trade clause or a no trade clause that are eligible are the fourth line. That's, That's it. it. Restricted free agents don't have the ability. If you're still in a restricted free agent contract, you do not have the ability to have a modified no trade clause. What so value? these guys who are still RFAs cannot have one. So that's Wallstrom, Holmstrom, and Kyle McLean. So Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck, and Casey Zizekas are the only three forwards. And Matt Barzals will kick in next year. When his when his goes to an, a UFA, when he officially goes to UFA, gosh, um, but I'll pull that up to see it. Uh, but yeah, the only guys who don't have a modified no trade clause or a full no trade clause, right? Because Matt Barzals kicks in next year. It's just the fourth line. When you look at our defensemen, the only guys who don't have modified no trade clauses or full no trade clauses are the waiver wire pickup we had of Mike Riley and Alexander Romanoff and Noah Dobson are not eligible. There is seriously four players that are eligible to have a modified or full no trade clause in this team that don't have them. And what value do they have? I just want to know how Matt Barzell doesn't have a full no trade clause and all the other old guys do. How is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. Barzell, Barzell is smart enough to not want to stay there long term. Well, no, you can always waive the no trade clause. You can always waive that. You have to, <laughs> your player's right to do it. You're going to have to, like Ryan McDonough, they had to have a real stern conversation with him. You won't be playing for this team. Brian New York says here, we trade away a first rounder for Romanoff. You guys nitpick everything he does. Uh, that was a good trade. Was it really? Hold no. on a second. What, hold on a second. This was something funny. I'll talk one more thing before I get off. Keep saying this. Now, this was, it's funny. We mentioned, we talk about, oh, gotcha. You know, Sorokin. This is what the Laminites were saying. Sorokin needed to play better against Dallas. That's against, he needed to do better. Well, let me ask you this. They said he should have had better rebound control. So I just have a few freeze frames. I've got a few freeze frames. Now, in this spot here, as Sorokin's going down to block that shot, what type of visibility does Sorokin look like he has right now? None. None. Okay, gotcha. Can I, I want you to do something here. I want you to take a look at this guy. Oh, by, by completely convenient for us, that's Alexander Romanoff. He blows. Well, let's look at this next picture. Oh, well, I wonder who was supposed to be covering this guy down low. He doesn't. Who just started to vacate his position. Aho is still marking his man, but one guy was in no man's land. 
He's the least. He's the player. I I want to. I won't say the whole league because I don't watch enough. But I'm going to say he's on this team. He plays the worst positional defensive hockey of anybody on the team. Riley doesn't even pretend. He didn't pretend like he's defenseman. So I kind of write him off. But Romanov is always out of position defensively. Always, always getting better. No, he's not. He sucks. He sucks. I I did like how it was like Dallas was coming back from like an eight or a seven game road trip or something, something like that too. I just kind of laughed. I'm like, oh, that's that's fortunate for us. But I do pull up like there are people who are blaming Sorokin for the goals against. It's like, oh man, Sorokin, he needs to do much better here. Sorokin had a good game. Guess what? So did Edgewood. They both had good games. And Sorokin has to stand on his head every single game for us to even have a shot. That's correct. That's correct. Now, here it is. We'll just pull it up just so you don't think I'm cherry-picking, and then I'll jump off here. And Guys, I'll, read, I'll, read this comment. I'll read this comment real quick. Guys, the reason why Barzell doesn't have a no-trade clause is because he's not eligible in his first couple of years of the deal, then as soon as he is, it kicks in. But there, it's a modified no-trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. So, yeah, Andre, yeah, I know that. But he's he he. I look at like that. He is on a no-trade clause, modified no-trade clause. It's built into the contract the first year he's eligible. So the only guys who don't – because remember, Varlamov has one. And so does Sorokin. The only players that are eligible to have no modified or full no trade clauses that don't are Casey Sezikis, Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck, and the waiver wire pickup we just had that we couldn't even give a no trade clause to. And uh, and our boy there, Mike Riley. There's only and four no, players that are eligible that don't have them. And honestly, except for Dobson, none of them, and I include the whole third line that's also part of that group, has any trade value. Dominic Rinaldi says here, please stop. You're making me sick thinking about the next six years of this. Um, I wish when you go to cocktail parties, you're going to be the smartest one in the room. You're not going to be a dumbass Islander fan say, hey, guess what? One little move here. If we get ourselves Gordy Howe back on here, this team can turn it around. We could be Stanley Cup winners. No, not happening. We'll watch here from this angle real quick. Um, and this is this is the goal. This was, I think, the 800 point, I believe, for Matt Duchesne. But we'll just watch it, right? All righty. We're coming back in transition. We're on the penalty kill. What a shock. We never play well on the penalty kill. Let's watch. We're going to keep an eye out here from our boy Alexander Romanoff. Pajot, right? could not, Pajot got beat to the puck. That's fine. It happens. So Romanoff, what's his man? 95, Matt Duchesne. Well, let's look, right? We see this, right? He knows where the man is, right? We can all acknowledge he knows where the guy is. Let's watch our boy Alexander Romanov. Maybe he's positionally unsound because he's legally blind in one eye. Let me ask you this. Doesn't see that guy. People are like, oh, he's trying to press the he's trying to press that. He's trying to press the bumper spot, is what he's I had a Lamanite tell me. Which was Phil. I, had, I had Phil told me that the reason he was out there is he was pressing the bumper, the bumper hey, area, to prevent hey, an easy stop. That's quite look a bit of pressure he put on. Yeah, look at that. Look at the amount of pressure, real quick, that he's got. He's only like, about. He looks like he's on a away. Sunday stroll. He's twenty <laughs> foot away. Oh, good. And we're expecting. Think about this. We're expect. Look where the fucking puck is. We're expecting Sorokin to make a save on this clean or the rebound. He can't see the puck. Can't even see it. That's my point. I'm like, please stop. And then we're like, hey, we're not going to – oh, man, he's got to do a better job controlling that rebound. He doesn't – he didn't even know he stopped it. He just went down to the butterfly. He couldn't even tell that he stopped it. 
imagine the goalie getting blamed for that and not the guy who's just completely lost. Because he sucks. He's positionally unsound. Everything I said about him from the first time I saw him, the guy is the worst positional defenseman we have by far. Hey, Lamanites, Lamanites, tell me how great he did just right there. Our best defenseman. Tell me how great that was. Let's just go. He doesn't offer anything offensively. Let's just take a look again here. Just doop de doop de doop de do. All righty. Just kind of in the middle of no man's land. All right. Just not up. Oh, oh, shit. That's my guy real quick. Uh Oh, oh, no, because let me ask you this. What does this look like? What does this look like? This look like an umbrella formation or does this look like a misshapen box? Now, the answer is we're playing box right here. They're on a power play, but he's not maintaining. He's not keeping the box. That's my that's my thing, right? You can run a different formation. You can run an umbrella. You can run pretty much anything you want. We're trying to run right now a box. And can, many, you kind of see it. It's a misshapen box, but we're trying to run a box. How many times do you think they've told that dumbass that? How many hundreds of times every coach has told that dipshit that you have to be, you have to hold your position? How many times do you think they've told him? A thousand? Oh, my God. Somebody ought to hit him right in the back of the head with a stick. Yo, shithead, keep the box formation. <laughs> Everybody's playing it but you. Oh, God. You know, that's right. Like, okay, we blaming Patrick Wall on that? No, I'm not blaming Patrick Wall. I hope X comes back because I'm about to jump from the show. Okay, here he is. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to jump on a little bit, make sure everything was good. X was having tech issues, I believe, which is why everything was running late. But I'll let Grumpy get to the ad read. I'm going to jump off. Thanks for letting me jump in, I guess, and do some talking. Um, yeah. Man, oh, man. Good gracious. What a time. What a time to be a fan. Hey, as long as people are moving away from this team as a real cup contender to maybe there are issues, at least that's a step in the right direction. But if you are a, a new member to this thought process of maybe this team is no longer a cup contender, I ask you to keep an open mind and think, hmm, is there something maybe deeper? Is there a deeper-seated problem than what we're seeing currently? And does a quick little retool fix the problem? The answer is no, it doesn't. But I ask you to keep an open mind when we're talking about the reasons it doesn't. But thanks so much, Grumpy. Thanks, X. I'll jump out here. All right. Thank you, TJ. And now that TJ's gone, we can do an ad read. There we go. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks, five bucks, five bucks. Those are real bucks, by the way, and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Okay. Like, hey, I'd like to bet on Alexander Romanoff being out of position for a key goal against the Islanders. That's got to be like I don't I don't think you're going to get much of a, a return on that because he does it every single game. I was so going to say, Grumpy, I don't think there's betting involved with that when you know the outcome, right? Well, that's true. But I mean, the odds are like going to be really low. It was like when Secretariat, you know, was winning the Triple Crown. The odds were like you know one to five. So I mean, don't do that, okay? Or the chances the Islanders making the playoffs. I mean, you're getting big odds. Like that's probably like a trillion to one at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean. Probably not going to pay off. Matter of fact, definitely not going to. But, you know, who knows? Okay? But it's a call to action. Okay? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN, the Hockey, Pod, Hockey Podcast Network, THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. 
only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-97777 or call ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void and Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. So hey, get those bets in, right? See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. So there we go. Just wanted to read that in X. Let us jump right in to some exciting comments, which I know people are dying to have yep. their voices heard. Drew says, the only thing the Islanders are pushing is the dumpster to mediocrity. They're on the treadmill, the treadmill to mediocrity. That's where they've been True. for years. I mean, think about what TJ mentioned. He's not wrong. You're going to say, hey, the Lamanites say, oh, well, next year we'll make it. Okay, no, you don't make the playoffs two years out of three. One of them is a Stanley Cup or bust year. You don't make the playoffs. Just squeak in last year. Sorry. Freedom Fund Branch says, Grump, guess TJ will be on tonight. They're starting late. Just think, tomorrow TJ will be watching the Islanders, holding baby Liza and stuffing his face and cheering on his Red Wings to victory over the Islanders. <laughs> I had to listen to that Red Wings talk today just to let people know. Ian Malloy says, got to trade Brock. A trade I like is to L.A. for Turcotte, Trevor Moore, and their first. Um if I don't think Los Angeles would make that trade. Is that a trade I would make? Absolutely. You get Turcotte, young player, maybe needs a change of, scen uh, change of scenery. Trevor Moore, who's a pretty good player, and a first-round pick, absolutely, that's a deal I'd make every day of the week. Frank Kaplan says, nice win Monday, but they're not making the playoffs. I see losses tomorrow and Saturday. Um, Detroit's hot as hell. Now, here's an interesting thing. Up in the Boston area, uh, You've seen 14 overtime losses for the Bruins this year also. They've had, I think, six or seven straight games where they've gone to overtime. And believe me, up there, the sky is falling. They're like, this team sucks. and They'll make the playoffs, but they're going to lose in the first round. That's the mentality there. Okay? And this team has, I think, 80 – I think – how many? I'm going to check to see how many points. They have 82 points in 60 games. Just think about that. And they're falling apart up there. Uh, next comment, please. Mr. X, Theodore Allen says, we aren't making the playoffs. Hey, anyone who listened to the show, I told you before the season started, we weren't making the playoffs. This should not be a surprise to anyone listening to the show. Matthew S says, Grumpy's back equals late, LOL. Why are we late today, X? We're late today because I was having technical issues. Yeah, okay, That's why. Tommy Baffy says, wow, good evening to Sun X. And those other two guys. Thank, thank you. Flex Crew says, "Yo X." I, that looks like something. It says one v one me is what it's for, due oh. to my my chair. Oh, okay. Flex Crew also has Grumpy. Did you grow up on Long Island? And when did you move to the land of inbreeding, Canes fans? Well, uh, I did grow up on Long Island, and I don't see any inbreeding where I live. I see That's a lot okay. of it up there in, on Long Island, though. 
Yeah. Wow. Kevin Joseph, lovely family. I love the family. It's a long one. I, it, yeah. Here's the it's thing. Covering your if, me and your face. That's okay. If yeah. TJ was here, this would have automatically been passed to me. What's up, fellas? Congrats on the new addition to the family. Grump, did you happen to hear Butchie the other night? He was talking about how the Islanders always seem to play the backup goalie. Yep, that's right, the backup. And how that should fire the Islander players up, which it clearly does not. How embarrassing a team that was supposed to have playoff aspirations, according to the Lamanites, face off against the backup goalies on a near nightly basis. And the nights we face a team's – that's the index. Paul, let me see if there's anything else. Yeah, that probably could... is. My bad. Okay, hold on. But, you know, it's it's a valid point, right? When when you play the weaker teams on your schedule, that's when you give the backup a shot. And that's the only thing, honestly, that's helping the Islanders out. That's why we have even loser points. I think that's the only comment we have. So, I mean, we always play the backups. That's what it's back to. Crappy teams get the backup goalie. The Crazed Man 30 says, trade JGP, Palmieri, and Nelson, and rebuild. Uh, I'm all for that. All of them have no trade clauses. Limited, modified, but still. You got to talk to them. Uh, there's, there's ways to do it. You can force them out. You have to force them out. Drew says, I guess I got to ask, how's TJ doing? He's doing pretty good. You saw him. Ponyboy Curtis says, they're really having Sun X rattle off the top of the morning stuff. <laughs> Tommy Babb says Calgary trades Tanev to Dallas for a second, a conditional third, and a prospect. Yes, we spoke about that earlier. Good trade for Dallas. I understand why they did it. Yeah, I had these marked before y'all talked about them. So, yep. Evel says, Lou, if you trade block, please, please don't Mitchell it up. Don't be a Mitchell. Matthew West says, Oh, so now Sun X is late and you got the intro wrong. Fire Sun X and TJ, hire me. There you go. Matthew, let me tell you something. If you can't cut the mustard either, you're going to find the same issues. <laughs> Frank K says, right now, Johnny Torts is my at John Adams winner. Um, What about the guy for Detroit? My little brownie says, Islanders are bad. I know, but watching Monday's OT in person, it was glorious. What's I mean, yeah. And I bet you were not accosted by any fans in that Dallas stadium. Where they're nice people down. Pointy Boy Curtis says, Sun X, it's so clear you're reading off of something. No, I have the screen and stuff set up to the left. That's why I keep looking to the left. Matthew says, what a ridiculous, glory, uh, gorgeous, world-class play by Bozell on that OT goal. Sensational. That's what he does. Yeah. That's why he's so good on those in, in overtime. He dragged two defenders towards him and ended up making a beautiful pass right in the slot. Got to finish right. off. Yep, right it was all him. Yep, right to Horvat, and he popped yep. it in. It was, it was that's a Barzell. Yep. He didn't get the goal, but it's all because of him. It was great. Mm -hmm. And right before that, uh, they hit a crossbar. The puck bounces out. It bounces off a, a skate, goes just wide of the goal um, for Dallas. And that's the way those overtimes are. Flex Crew says, am I in the wrong for wanting the Islanders to lose every game for the rest of the year? Nope, you're absolutely not. I want a good draft. I want a good draft pick so the team can get better. Yes, yep. absolutely. Team's not good enough. There should be a moratorium on trading draft picks for the next five years. Without we, should be like, we should be like the Colts were when Andrew Luck came out in the draft. Suck for luck. Start Exactly. Just start tanking to try and get the best player. Yep. 
Pony Bercotta says, make Bortuzzo captain. I don't think so. Pony Boy says, Grump, what do you think about Philly? Are they a lock for the playoffs there, bud? Everyone knows I've not been a believer of the Flyers, probably because I hate them so much. Um, I also don't think they're super talented, but Tortorella's gotten everything out of that group. They have 69 points. At some point in time, I got to take them serious, right? If they make the playoffs, the Islanders are absolutely not making the playoffs. Will not happen. John DeBella says, hello, guys. I think hell will freeze over if the old buzzard trades anybody and starts the rebuild this year. If we happen to stay within five points, he'll double down on this team again. Well, we're not within five points. So, and we we don't have games in hand. I, it's a moot point. It's a moot point. Uh, Drew says, Grumpy is confusing McKenzie Blackwood for Scott Wedgwood. That's right. Blackwood's on the Sharks. What's the difference? They both fucking suck. They're both scrubbies. Watch your mouth. They're catching wood. Bed and Blanket oh. says, what up, X and Grump? We have to lose, lose, lose. The bottom of this team needs to fall out so Lou will sell, sell, sell. I don't even want him selling. I want Patty Wah in charge of everything. That's what I want. And you're going to see it. Theodore Allen says, Barzi, OT, masterclass, 100% agreed. Outstanding in overtime. Outstanding. Frank from Empire State says, Barzi worked so freaking hard on that play, blasting through two or three players battling hard, even kicking the puck through the – then making an amazing pass to Horvat for the win. Yeah, absolutely. That was a a Barzi special. Drew says, TJ, go back to your father duties. Rich C says – 100%. Thomas Box says, Gents, Rumor Lou is looking for Tarasenko for Pajot and a second. Oh, my God. Why would they trade a second-round pick for Tarasenko? It's overpaying. We would be selling, not buying. Well, if we're getting Tarasenko and a second for Pajot, okay. Why would I give up a second-round draft pick for and Pajot for Tarasenko? No. No draft capital. No freaking draft capital changes hands. None. None. Andrew M says, heard Lou has strong interest in Cairo. We have nothing to trade. With nothing. But Cairo's a guy that I would, I would, I wouldn't mind having Cairo on the team. Why would St. Louis trade him? That's the question you have to ask, right? Flux Crew says, just realizing you guys started late today. Guaranteed I'd do something to do with TJ, even though he tuned in late. It's all right. TJ's fault. Yep. Rich C says, Lou can't make another move. This guy is a disaster. 100% agree. Frank from Empire State goes, I love the new top line. Finally, Nelson isn't playing with bums. Yeah, well, you know what? He looks like a bum on that first line. Charles Dittmer says, the crew will start playing better until the trade deadline, so Lou gets more faith in them to abide. After the deadline, they'll go back to mediocrity. Well, that's an Anders Lee special. Play hard two weeks before the trade deadline. The rest of the cul-de-sac crew giving it their all to get just enough points to make a trade and then just, okay, let's go back Thanks. to being the lazy yep. dogs we are. It's the and same thing you get. It's the same thing you get with players when like their contract is coming up, like, oh, all of a sudden they play phenomenal and they, you know, Aaron Judge, for instance, he was on his contract year and then he hit the home run record for single season home runs. And it's like, wow, he's playing great. And then the next year, nowhere near as good. He was hurt a lot last year, too. Andrew Emerson's trades have started. Tanner just got traded to Dallas. Yes. 
Drew says, I saw Connor McMichael on Washington's first line at the Panthers game. Well, look at that. He's moving up. Um, Andrew M says, Pittsburgh's problem is their inexplicably poor power play. Yes, they've been really, really bad on the power play. Um, Kevin Joseph says, we have three good forwards and nine fourth liners. Not going to cut it. What the frick? is the reasoning for not calling Ishikov up. It can't get any worse. Oh, it can get worse. It can. Believe you me, it can. Uh, Drew says, Shane Pinto has been a topic since the Eyes on Isles mentioned him last offseason. He's not coming here, LOL. Okay. Well, he'd have to be traded. He's young. Uh, Rich C said, Carlson scored 100 points last year. Yes, he did, but... You know what? He's not the he's not been the same player this year. Matter of fact, he's on back on the second power play unit where Latang is back on number one. Frank from Empire State says, I'm watching the Rangers. They said a Ducks GM is at the game, so some kind of deal possibly coming. Right. They have uh, you know, I think Frank Vetrano. I heard Frank Vetrano and somebody else perhaps coming to the Rangers. If you're the Rangers, absolutely you should be all in. First in division might have the best record in the uh, Eastern Conference. I mean, that's when you go all in. You also have the number one goon in the NHL on your team. Matt Rempe, your favorite. I hate him. Tommy Baffy says, what will Phil do without X, a.k.a. Twitter? I'm helping him, actually. I look at it as a public service department. I am helping Phil reconnect with his family. Rich Arnold says, 100% we have the same team, plus or minus a bottom six plug. Yeah. Same thing. Nothing's going to change. Um, Andrew L says, I'm curious, Grumpy, would you make this deal Pinto and a, and Chikrin for a first Pajot, Wallstrom, and Bullduke? Not saying I would or would not, just thoughts on this proposal. Uh, if that's a deal that's actually available, I take that every single day of the week. Pinto is Shane Pinto is young. Uh, Jacob Chikrin is young. First round pick. Okay. You're getting rid of a year of Pajot's contract. Wallstrom's not panned out here. And uh, Bolduke, well, I mean, you replaced him with Chikrin, who's a much better player. That's, the question is, why would um, why would uh, Ottawa make that deal? That's a deal I'd make, you know, seven days a week and twice on Sundays. I don't think Ottawa would, though. Tommy Baffy says, the Barzell, Barzell shift in overtime, one of his best shifts I've ever seen. This is our true leader. Yeah, he should be the captain. Yep. I mean, that's the first thing. You know what? Strip that old, that useless, below-average Anders Lee. Strip him to see. Do it right at the stadium. When he comes in, right there as he goes up to the face, up, hold on. Patrick Wild walk out there before they do the ceremony, puck drop, rips the C off and gives it to Matty B. You're the one taking the face off. That'll get him to accept it. That'll get him to waive his no-trade clause. Embarrassing. Gungun says, I think TJ predicted 9-0 victory versus the Stars. Should Lazy Lou start writing his memoirs? He did. It, I hate it when TJ gets something right. <laughs> uh, Drew says, shoot if, Lewis, shoot, if Lou is still here and the Islanders still can't jettison the old vets, this team might as well be might be a bottom 10 team next year. Absolutely. Tony Pino Jr., look at that lovely baby. When they were in second place, you said they were going to make the playoffs. Sun X is great. Who said they were making the playoffs? I never said they were making the playoffs. Maybe it was me. I don't know. Oh, maybe it was. Frank from Empire State says, 
grumpy old man, you said that last year, you said that last year and the Islanders made it. You were also, you also said we were going to be 0-4 in this tough stretch. Wrong again. That's true. I have already admitted that I was wrong about 0-4. Um, and I did say we were not going to make playoffs last year, but I didn't expect all the teams around them to collapse. And they did. Wrong, Grumpy. Wrong again. Right. I'll be right this year. You want to know why? I made a bet with with, uh, with Phil. Richard L. says, Ottawa, I like Norris. Yeah, Nor they're not trading Norris, Jake Norris. Theodore Allen says, let's F up our cap even worse and give away even more picks. That's probably in response to trading, giving up picks mm -hmm. for players. Charles Dittmer, Butch made mention of the Islanders always playing the backup. True. Theo says, Rosner also mentioned Chikrin, Pinto, Batherson, and Norris all as options who are young and under team control. I would be stunned if Ottawa started moving their younger guys. Stunned. I mean, unless their cap crunch is so bad that that's the only thing they can do. Chikrin, I think, has one more year on his deal after this one. Um, and I know that uh, I heard that potentially um, Thomas Shabbat might be traded, but he's another guy. He's got six, I think, five or six years left on his deal at eight million a year. That'd be the guy I get rid of. Rich Arnold says you would have to get Pinto off that team. Yeah, why? I mean, he's a guy uh, he can absolutely help out the Islanders. Young player, those I'm I'm willing to make deals for young players. Nobody who's old. Gungu says, looking back on history. Who is or was the most honest man? Abraham Lincoln, Frank Serpico, or the grumpy old man? X, who are you saying? You better know how to answer this one, X. I'm gonna say Son X. No, uh, I'll say the I'll say the grumpy old man. Grumpy old man is pretty honest between him and Abe Lincoln. There you go. There between you him go. and I'd say it's a tie between him and know, Do you even know who Frank Serpico is? Wasn't he the guy who like lied while playing football or something like that. No, he okay, was a, he was a New York City policeman who exposed corruption in the New York City Police Department. Oh well, yep, never would have guessed that. So and they had the NAP hearings in the 1970s, before your time. Al Pacino uh, was in the movie playing the titular character of. Frank Is that Serpico? Serpico? The movie Serpico. Serpico? Oh, yep. okay. Really, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Oh, well, X, you come on over the house. We can watch it anytime. Really oh, good. wait. No, 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 no. They had the scene at the end where they're like fighting in the mist, right? No. Like a waterfall? No, okay. Never no. mind then. No. All right. I was wrong. Just it's just really stop awesome. compounding your failure with more failure. Andrew <laughs> L. says, Andrew M. says, real worried Lou will blow this deadline. He just can't make any trades. He's not. He's not going to trade. I don't think he's going to sell. I just don't think he's going to sell. And I think that everything has to go through Patrick Waugh. I just don't want the old man making deals. That's my problem. Freedom yeah. Fund Adventure says, available players at the deadline, there's almost nothing I want. This means market is weak and the Islanders have better assets, so can get a major return. Exactly. TJ just showed up late, dirty bastard. How are you? Exactly. If you say that, yes, we're putting Brock why are teams contacting the Islanders about Brock Nelson? Because the stupid old general manager isn't doing his job saying he's available. They're coming to the Islanders. That means there's a market for him. You have to move him. He won't, but you should. Drew says Gary Bettman should just tell Lou to keep his first-round pick so that he can keep the Islanders fans watching the draft. That's fair. Andrew M. says Tarasenko is an awful move. 100% agree. 
Why? Why would you bring him in? Theo says, any of those guys make this team younger and faster and fit the long term for this team. How can you be upset with that if they trade a first round in a weak draft class that is still in the bottom 20? Yeah, I don't disagree. That's what I said. I would, I'd make that deal. I just don't think Ottawa would. That's all. Drew says, Lou also could have traded a second and a third for Tarasenko back in 2021, but refused to do so. Great job, Mr. Two-Time Fraud General Manager of the Year. Absolutely. 100% agree. I don't even know how they – they just gave him the award. Oh, it's Lou Lamarillo. Sure, let's vote for him. He sucks. Freedom Fund Venture, Pinto to Chuck from Ottawa would be a major interest to me, but I question Pinto's character after suspension and limited time of production. Uh, Chikrin lit if points, but why is he on Ottawa's third pairing? Because they have three really good left-shot defensemen in Norris, Chikrin, and Shabbat. That's why. Andrew M. says, zero chance Ottawa moves Kachuk. 100% agree. And both of them would look good on this team, without a doubt. Rich C. says, Lou will give up a first-rounder for Tarasenko. I, I cannot imagine him doing that. I cannot imagine it. Matthew S. says, I'll make that trade as long as Ottawa takes the entire remaining Pajot contract after this year. Otherwise, why should we do that? Because you're getting you're getting the best players in the deal. And they're young and be part of your future going forward. That's why. That's why you absolutely, I would absolutely make that deal. I don't, I could not even comprehend Ottawa making that deal. Andrew M says, Andre, sorry, not Andrew. Andre M says, Ra won't be a good GM. He has no NHL GM or assistant GM experience. Well, you know what? You got to start somewhere. He was GM of the Quebec uh, Major in the Quebec Major Juniors, so it's not like he hasn't done it before. Just not at the NHL. Just level. not NHL level. Yeah. Um, Tommy Baffy said, "Rumor is if the trade is done, Tarasenko will sign an extension." Oh. Well, that would just be once again compounding a crappy deal to more crap by doubling signing down on suck, doubling down on suck, which is what that's a Lou Lamarillo special. No. I wanted him two years ago. I don't want him now. I wanted him when there was two years left on his deal. Yes, let's see what he does, and then you explore a contract extension. Absolutely not now. Do not want him on team now. Drew says, "Thank God, John Ledecky and Scott. Thank God for John Ledecky and Scott Malkin. I might have to make a tweet about spreading positivity towards them. Also, it doesn't matter if Patrick Waz buddy gets hired because he's getting fired after." I think it was that he's getting fired after, like after he gets hired. Okay. Patrick Waugh is going to have – he's going to have some rope. I mean, the the ownership has to see that just is not that good anymore. Theo says, why are we so fixated on Tarasenko? I have no idea. He isn't the guy we're after. Other names that have been, have been mentioned focused on those. Yeah. Drew says, three years because of Lou's horrendous roster construction. Yeah, I mean, he gets at least three years, minimum three years. And I don't think he'll be coach. Like I said, I think he'll be GM after this year, hire his buddy to be the coach. So, well, all new coaching staff. He, I think the best – How? what's the best way to evaluate the talent you have on your roster? To be in the room with them every day, to see how they perform, if they can fit your style, and then you go up to the GM office. Yep, okay, this guy's not worth it. Check. Check, check. These, oh, this guy, yes. This guy, yes. This guy, yes. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's the Islanders roster as far as Patrick Wall is concerned. 
answer. Do you think then cleaning house of coaches will help them out if they do that? No, you got to clean out the players. How many players need to be cleaned out? Yeah. Start over. Start yeah. over. No problem. No problem. Freedom Fund Adventure says no more old has-beens. Trades should be made for assets, cap space, young NHL-ready players or elite players. That's it. No elite players. That's it. No 30-plus-year-olds. Ottawa is said to want leadership. The Islanders allegedly have plenty. Yeah, I'd move. You want leadership? We'll give you all the alleged quote unquote leaders on this team. Just take their contracts. That's all we want. Dan Dan P says, hasn't Johnny Rocket been shadowing Lou in the GM suites? I have no idea. He here's the thing. I don't want Johnny Boychuk as a GM. That much I can tell you. No. Gungu says, how is young TJ acclimating himself to firehood, uh, fatherhood? Is Sunex still getting acclimated to brotherhood? X. I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty acclimated in brotherhood. Um, yeah. So, Okay. Vinny Smith says, hey, guys, you think the Flyers are sellers? Well, they're saying that uh, Scott Walker is going to get moved regardless. He's in uh, the last year of his contract. He will be moved. Okay. I mean, what does it tell you about them? They say guarantee they're going to get a first round pick. Well, if you're the Flyers, we know we're not there yet. So, yeah, we'll move these guys who are on expiring deals. That's what smart teams do. Wayne M says, said it before, and I'll say it again Lou needs to be selling like Randolph and Mortimer Duke from trading places after they realize the crap, the, the crap, crap report is wrong. Sell, sell, sell. Nick D says, Grumpy Sun X. TJ, how are you guys doing tonight? Best case, Lou trades our first for some jag and we miss the playoffs. Maybe the owners will wake up. Do you really want to go down? Just fire him. Just get rid of him at the end of the year. Not good enough. His performance is a big F minus. Next comment, please. Drew says, if Waha is a head coach, can it please be Joe Dirt? I don't think that... Uh, David Spade is available. Joe Dirt would be awesome. John S. says, Clutch Points article names uh, Kapu Kako from the Rangers, Kalia uh, from the Kings, and Morgan Frost from the Flyers as potential options to consider. Um, okay. Maybe they all need change of scenery. You know what? You don't have to give up a whole lot for them. That's for certain. They're not. You don't have to give a first-round pick or even a second-round pick for those guys. It's like – what what do you think Oliver Walson would get back in the trade? That they're all in the same boat. Drew says, well, then Lou signed him to an eight-year, eight and a half million AAV contract, Frank. And that contract is going to age like milk by the time Horvat is 33 years old, without a doubt. I mean, eight years is too much. I mean, unless you're a, a Hall of Fame level player, uh, you don't give guys eight-year deals worth that kind of money. Just don't. And Bo Horvath's been a 50, 55 point guy, uh, uh, points a, a year guy. That's what he's been his whole career. And I think I think he and Barzell have really good chemistry, mostly because of Barzell, right? I mean, certainly not Anders Lee. So I mean, I don't. Have, I like Bo Horvath. He's a leader type, blood and guts guy. I like him. Just didn't want to give up that first round pick. Next, please. Andrew M says you have to move on from Lee to begin any retool. Yeah, make it make it just where he just wants a lead. Thomas Bach says they should not be trading any draft capital. Period. Hundred percent agree. 
unless you're getting the two young guys back, then it's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. These guys can play. Absolutely. That expedites a rebuild process. Guru says, if the Islanders finish strong but still miss the mark, does it mean diddly for next season? Is Grumpy the supreme voice of reason? I'm just the, I'm just the teller of the truth. You know, I, I often I often tell the truth. And, you know, the people who tell the truth, people don't want to accept it. Eventually they come around, though. Eventually they come around. That's all that matters. Tony Pinto Jr. says, Martin and Clutter gone, replaced with Holmstrom and Fashing. Bring up DeFore and Ishikov. DeFore still needs to be a better skater. Uh, Ishikov is not a bottom six guy. Um, uh, we have nothing in the minors. Nothing. Nothing. We got a whole bunch of ham and eggers. They're, it's so easy to replace the fourth line. Just one year contracts for guys on the fourth line. That's all they need. Next. Freedom Front Adventure says TJ came on to pass on everyone's cereal. Next. Rich Arnold says cut ice time. Watch how fast they wave the no trade. That's it. You got to make it where they don't want to be here anymore. That's that's a hundred percent true, Rich. Brian, New York says, I used to live and die with my sports teams too, so not worth it. GMing from the couch is bullshit. Well, if they listen to me, they'd be a playoff team already. Freedom Front Adventure says, Grumpy and X, both wearing gray hoodies. The transformation has begun. Mine's a zip-up. X's is a pullover because he does not know how to use a zipper. That's it. I don't know how to use a zipper. Zipperless. Tommy Baffy says, Pellick is not waving his no-trade clause just started a family here Ugh. well like i said he's a shell of himself how's that contract gonna age five more years of watching that Ugh. make it miserable for him he'll leave you can make him leave you just got to make it miserable i don't even care what your rep is around the league stop stop handing out no trade clauses to, to jags because that's what they are dominic rinaldi says it's the mediocre mentality bubble covid hockey doesn't count what has this team done since full season play has come back? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Craig Kiger says, Lou is going to buy and F up the future for the next 10 years. He's already done that. Of this franchise, no matter what fans think or what the writing on the wall is, Lou doesn't care. It's a disappointing fact. He's finished. Drew says, Grumpy is going to secretly dox Phil if he doesn't hold up his end of the bet. I'm not going to secretly dox him. I'm going to call him out on this show every single episode. Uh, Andrew M., is that doxing? I don't know. Andrew M. says, was listening to Andrew Gross today. He even admitted the team needs to rebuild. He also pointed out how Lou let the devils in a mess. Yeah, I, every, these are everything I've been telling you for a while now. I've been saying this for a long time. Yeah, it's obvious. Jake says the only person that wanted to keep him never gave a reason why. I really wanted to hear the rationale for keeping him, but the person just wanted to keep Brock just dipped. He's a dumbass. That's why. When you can't defend, when you can't defend a point, you just duck out. Probably was Phil. Next, please. Ryan Young says, "Oh, looks like somebody graduated from Ryan's family. Congratulations." I will always be proud of those Eastern Conference final appearances, as despite some people trying to act like it was only because of the pandemic. Well, that's me, Ryan. Sorry. Uh, no, they made us proud no matter uh, any year it happened. We win as a fan base. We lose as a fan base. 
Oh, Ryan's got, I tell you what, I love your attitude, Ryan. Got to give it to you there. Andrew M says Islanders are definitely seeing season ticket cancellations, commercials all the time for ticket packages. Good, good. When your team sucks and the, there's no hope for the Islanders' future, that's what you're going to see. That's They're the best gonna, way to get change to happen. How you do it? Stop any sports franchise. Stop going to the game. Stop buying their product. Don't sub find out. Them. Hey, we got to do something to change it up. At the end of the day, they're a business. That's right. Don't subsidize failure. Yep. Freedom Fund Adventure says, fact, if Brock Nelson is available in trade, he would by far be the best asset on the market. Return would be huge. Yes, time to trade Pelic, Pulak soon, fourth line, Pajot, Palmieri, Lee, everything. The fourth line, you're not going to trade anybody on the fourth line. Nobody wants a 33-year-old fourth line center with three years left on his deal. Thomas Rudy says, how long do you think Brock plays with Bo and Barzi? Until he shows he's not good enough, like he looked the other night. He just, I don't think he fits on the wing. Uh, Empire State, Frank from Empire State says, Brock is our guy. With bums, he scored, scores almost 40. On this first line, he will flourish. We signed him to a four-year, oh, my God. We signed him to a four-year deal. I'd rather trade Pulak, Pelik, and other obvious guys. By the time this team is good again, Brock Nelson will be retired. That's why you move Brock Nelson. He's He won't score 40 goals. He's not that guy. He's never scored 40 goals. Don't say he's going to score 40 goals. He's never scored 40 goals. And guess what? He's going to, with, when he have defensive attention on him now, he's going to get even less. All the defensive attention went to Barzell and Horvat, not Brock Nelson. That's why he has goals and his plays tailed off. Drew says Montreal literally gained an early first rounder for a guy they drafted in the second round. That's called gaining assets. Or how about this? They traded for Sean Monahan, got a first round pick from Calgary to take on that cap hit. Then they move him and get another first-round pick. He played there for, what, four months? They flipped him. They got two ones. <laughs> that's the way you do it. I think that's, that's what Ottawa did. did when they traded. I don't remember who it was, but they traded somebody to St. Louis, I think it was. Um, they picked up a player off of free agency and then within, like, a couple months traded him. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay, I might be wrong. I, I heard him say something about that during the game, but I could be X is probably wrong on that. I'm probably wrong. There we you go. You have no names. You probably yeah, I could, couldn't tell you the guy's name. He had kind of longish hair. That's about it. Alexander. Hello, Alexander. He of the Tua crowd, the Knicks, the Dolphins, the Islanders, and the Mets. Oof. Uh, damn, I always catch you guys at the worst time. I'm at work right now. I just wanted to say hello uh, to you guys and hope all is well. Alexander, everything's great with us. I hope it is with you. Yep. Alexander adds. Uh, I was at the game, and man, hell of a shift by Barzi in the OT, and also Engvall had a hell of a game. And yes, Sorokin, excellent game. It's different watching live than on TV. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. That was a big win for the Islanders. Yep. I didn't think they'd win. And Alexander adds one more thing. Uh, that PK was really good up until that point. Outside of that play, Romanov had a great game. Romanov sucks. Sorry. I'm, I'm, you get no buy-in from me on Romanov. None. Uh, Drew says Romanoff clearly needs a coach like John Tortorella. His ass would be on the bench. He'd be traded. That's what would happen. He wouldn't last because he's too – I mean, here's the thing. I guess he's too dumb to play positionally sound. Sorry. The fact he's still this positionally unaware is insanity. He needs a real asshole coach who will crucify him for his mistakes. Yeah, well, he ain't getting that here. You got – I mean, he had, uh, you know, Lane Lambert – 
Then he's got John Capuano uh, 2.0 now. I mean, that ain't working. Stephen V says, improving the roster helps quickly, but changing out the GM takes a long time to yield results. Lou needed to go years ago. 100% agree. Talked about it on this show for years, actually. Many years. Alexander Ayers, Romanov's having a good season. Yes, there are lapses here and there, but he's been much better this year, and he's still young. He's the same age as Noah Dobson. How do they compare? And he's played just as much as Dobson. He sucks. Frank K says, Lee needs to be stripped of the C. Sounds like a loser every post-game speech he gives. 100% agree. Yep, agree. Frank from Empire State goes, everyone focuses on Romanov's bad positioning. He's 23 and learning a new system. This is he, No, 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 no. No. Stop making excuses for his pathetic play. He sucks. How about all his block shots? I don't give a shit. Because in big moments, he's always out of position. Always. When we give up goals, where's Romanov? Oh, he's out picking his nose up there trying to run a guy along the boards. Or diving to block a shot that he misses. They just walk right around. He sucks. Sorry. No. Uh, don't just ignore those. And he's coming alive offensively. Okay. All right. Make me check. Go ahead. Make me check to see what he's done offensively. He's has 14 points in 57 games. Yep. Yeah. He's coming alive offensively. No. Full stop. He sucks. Tommy Bam says, for the record, today's my 54th birthday. And I'm spending it watching this podcast. Hmm. Well, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Tommy Baffey, 54. I look so much better than him, and I'm so much older. Stephen V goes, I'm all for a rebuild no matter how much that sucks. The team is an absolute joke and embarrassment to their entire fan base. Yes. Yep. When, and I'm I'm glad TJ's not here because he tried to shut me down when I say this. As soon as Lamarillo and Trotz came in, I said they should start a rebuild right now because the fan base would buy it with those two guys. The fans would say, okay, we have some adults in the room now. We got, you know, Lamarillo and Trotz. We'll start a rebuild. They'll pick the players from, from the bottom up, and we're gonna we're gonna go with that. I said that's what we should have done right away. And this team would be rolling right now. Alexander said, and don't give me this shit that the Islanders have been mediocrity the last five years. Four playoff appearances out of the five years, including back-to-back -back East Conference appearances. That was the most fun I've had in years. Because the team's been terrible for years. That's it. The team's been terrible for years. Well, it'll be four out of six. I'm just going to go the last three years. You're going to miss the playoffs two out of three years. Those just facts, too. And yeah, even, it's like, it's like the Browns have been with football or like the Panthers have been with football. Like anytime the Panthers make the playoffs, it's like a huge thing. Like, oh, my God, the team's so good. The team's great. We never won a Super Bowl. That's right. So it's like, I mean, how good are we really? It's it's you celebrate minor successes because your team isn't good enough to get to a major success. There you go. And the two years we made it to these conference finals were both COVID years because, and then the first year we were the, uh, we were the number nine seed. We wouldn't even have made the playoffs that year would not have made the playoffs. If we didn't, if we had to play those last 10 games and that's the, we, the team, the old team had the break. They, and then the next year was the bubble year. Um, was the next year the bubble year or was that year the bubble year? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Well, the, the only two years that we made to the Eastern Conference Finals, we played some crappy Metro teams who didn't have goaltenders. And we were lucky, honestly. We were lucky. We were lucky we had Sorokin against Pittsburgh. Um, 
just just not good enough. Sorry, sorry. Drew says I've been rooting for for losses since the start of the 2022-2023 season. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the only way. That, that's the only way you're going to turn this team around. The only way. Drew says Grumpy is a moderator of this podcast. I'm going to have to put your geezer ass on a 30 second timeout for foul. Language. Ooh, foul language, Grumpy. No, no, no. That's fine. Alexander says. WTF are we doing here wanting the team to lose? If you do that, don't even watch the effing game. Please don't watch the games. It's the only way stuff's going to change. The whole thing is if you want the team to get better and the end goal is to be a Stanley Cup contender, which we are not, we just are not, you got to hope for the team to lose. And for people not to give money to the owners, because I don't know how much, I don't know how much they even care. If we win or lose, I think they care if their money's coming in. I don't know if they care if we win or lose, though. As long as the no, I think is, what, what do you play for at the end of the season? What What is the main trophy that you play for every year? It's the Stanley Cup, right? Yep. So just making it to the East Eastern Conference Finals to me is a failure of a season. I go by the Ricky Bobby motto: "If you ain't first, you're last." Ain't first, you're last. But here's. We're not even we're, we're not even good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stink to become good, unfortunately. That's the way sports go. Yep. Uh Frank says, "Son X, you're going to get a crick in your neck, bro. Looking up and left the whole time." I transitioned my body now I'm facing it. Okay. Stephen V says, Lamarillo is an absolute joke of a general manager. I wish Top Brass would show him the door. It's not like the seats are full. I always say that the fans are, di- are disguised by empty seats often. Brian Jennings says, this season going just as I thought. Big surprise. Get even older next year. I miss you, Dobson, when we can't afford to resign you. They'll have money to resign him. I believe they will have money to resign him. Will they, though, or will they trade him? I don't know. Freedom Front of the Bench says, Grumpy, you know TJ's using paternity leave to try to take over as a, as a something if show. What's a S-R-A-R? I don't know. Knows you need to let him talk since he's here for a short time. Oh, the star of the show. Okay. He comes on and emulates his heroes, Francis and Phil, by talking on end. True. Phil, Phil's the best of the bunch, though. He doesn't do that too much. Milo Brown, he says, Grump, let me correct the misconception. I was never afraid of the Stars fan. They're cool people. I told you they were. I was only teasing, and I said, pray for me before. Yeah, they're, they're good people. We went to last year's game down there, and they super nice people. And I tried to get them riled up, too, but in a funny way. Stephen V says, to be honest, I think the Penguins lineup is just as hopeless as the Islanders. Absolutely. I mean, but from Pittsburgh's point of view, you still have Crosby, Malkin, Latang, uh, Gensel, those are the best players on your team. Now, when they bowed them out, when those guys are gone, they're going to really suck. And that's, I mean, but you, what, you, what are you seeing not happen in Pittsburgh the last couple of years? They're, they've stopped moving their first round draft picks because they know. Yep. They know it's like, yeah, nope. They think about trading Gensel, but they want a King's man's ransom. Well, you know what? If someone uh, meets your price, you absolutely move him. He's UFA at the end of the year. Next, please. Oh, did you read that comment? Oh, I heard Phil's fax has finally given up on the team and is bummed out. Here's the thing. If they get a couple of wins this weekend, it'll be right back on the bandwagon. 
Uh, Alexander says, my uncle said, trade Barzell, Dobson, Sorokin. We know about your uncle, Alexander. He needs help. We've already talked about that. Yeah, no. I'd say Sorokin and Barzell are two key parts to the team, and they're young too. You don't want to trade away your good young players. At least got to keep a couple parts. Sorokin, I think, is 28. He'll be 29 next year. Sorokin, uh, um, uh, that's Sorokin. Barzell is 25 or 26. Dobson is 23. Uh, Horvat will be – I don't know if he's 29 now or will be 29. Um, How late do goalies usually play on average? Well, here's my issue. Yeah, Bar okay, so Barzell is 26. He'll be 27 at the end of May. Horvat uh, is, will be 29 in April. Uh, Dobson just turned 24, and Sorokin will be 29 in August. So the, the problem, not the problem, but the issue with Sorokin going forward is everything is based off, off of athleticism with him. He makes so many spectacular saves because of his athleticism. His flexibility. Yep. And if he starts getting groin injuries, watch out. Yeah, that's it. You got to move on. Without a doubt. Tommy Bobby says, Lou will remain GM for one more season before stepping down for good. Then Watt takes over. Well, uh, they shouldn't let him touch anything. Nothing. Frank says uh, from Empire State says, true grumpy old man teams did collapse last year for us. That's just it. When we think the Islanders are fully done, they seem to survive a little bit longer. That won't happen this year because there's too many teams ahead of us. We were never really out of the playoff hunt last year. This year we're just so far back points wise and teams wise. We're 12th. We are 12th in the conference. It's a lot of teams you got to pass. A lot of teams. Um, Frank from Empire State says, yes, Serpico, great movie. It was a good movie. Drew says, I did see that Matthew Maggio has been in a tear this month in the AHL, although he's clearly still not re ready for the NHL. It's nice to see the progression. Yep. Though. yep. You want to see your young guys produce. Yep. Drew says, I was hoping maybe ownership would hire Stacy Royst, a.k.a. Tampa's assistant GM, to become our new GM, but I'm okay with Patrick Watt. That's the only reason he took the job. Yep, I think he knew that was going to happen. Ryan Jennings says Islanders will be the opponent at next year's Hall of Fame game. Okay, I didn't know that. Stephen V says, and I have come to love Bo Horvat. It's not his fault. His contract is too long. I think we'll appreciate him for at least three years. Yeah, I always liked Bo Horvat. Always been a fan of his. TJ's never liked him. I've always liked him. I just didn't want to give a first-round draft pick. I've just... You could just see the writing on the wall that the team needs to keep all their first-round draft picks. Should not be allowed to trade any draft picks. Nick M says, oh, that's a brand-new baby. Playing Barzell and Horvat 24 minutes game, they'll be burnt out by the time the playoffs hit. That's And that's the that's what it's the problems that you run into. Guys are gassed come the end. Alexander says, I will not stop buying Islanders gear. That's my team. Ride or die with them and continue to see them. That's fine. Yep. Just don't expect – Good results. Frank G says, if Lou gets a young player that's good for a first rounder, I won't be mad because the percentage chance of the first round pick being good is not that good. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I had no problem with that deal if you bring in a Pinto and Chitrin, a Chitrin for a first, uh, Bullduke, Wallstrom, and Pajot. That's a no-brainer if you're an Islander fan. Two young pieces. That could be part of your group going forward. That's that those, I'm into those type deals. I'm not into deals where I'm bringing back Tarasenko. 
and then giving them long-term extension. I'm not into that at all. But, yeah, a couple of young guys, 100%. Uh, who is a realistic trade the Islanders could make? They could move Brock Nelson and I think get maybe two firsts in a prospect because there's no one else out there. No one else. Maybe Chikrin, but they're saying that the prices are like astronomical for, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Gensel. And they're saying the prices are astronomical for Gensel. Now, Gensel's a better player than Brock Nelson. Um but, you know, if you can get you even a first, a second, and a prospect, a good prospect, absolutely I'm 100% for that. Michael Bichet says, we need to be sellers at the deadline. Um, any way uh, he wants to move Mayfield, Lee, and Palmieri, well, they all have no trade clauses. So they're not going anywhere. Kevin Kev Rock says, I mean, rebuild. Trot's got two conference finals. Yeah, with the same practically same roster, right? Alexander goes some defenseman don't put up good numbers. Romanov is not an offensive defenseman. He's not going to put up the numbers, but he does give you grit and good defense. Alexander, that was a response to your contract that said he's that he's getting good offensively. He's not. That's my problem. He, well, is thing. My problem is he doesn't play good enough defense. He's always, yeah, he's, out, of he's always out of position. Yeah, it's yeah. not. And it's then, not a good defensive then, player if you always out of position. And then Alexander said, well, he's also, you know, good getting good defense offensively. He's not. He's not. Uh, Frank from Empire State goes, grumpy old man, you always say that, but he scored 36 and 37 goals. That's not 40. You keep on saying 40. He's never scored 40, ever. Never has. What bums, why can't you acknowledge that? With good players, he'll score 40 to 45. No. No, why is that so far fetched? Because with him, with him playing on the top line, he's going to get the number one defensive unit against him. He's not that good. He benefits being on the second line and going against who knows. He does not play against the best, and he's a streaky shooter. He's not going to have 40 goals this year either. I hate to tell you, his points are going to be down from last year. As I looked at it earlier, he has 46 points in 58 games. He's a minus nine. That's not good enough. I mean, for what he's getting paid, it's fine. He's not getting 40 goals, just not going to. Alexander says they overachieved, and that's actually good. Well, but you know what? The general manager had a shot to go out after losing to Tampa, particularly after the first year. After that first year, it's like, okay, we were close. Yeah, I know Tampa's good. And he did nothing in the offseason, nothing. He picked up Chara. And Parise, bottom six guy and a 45-year-old defenseman. No. Needed to make a move. And then after the second year, he did nothing that offseason either. After losing to Tampa again. that's That failure is all on the GM. Uh, Alexander says, Sunex, no one expected the Islanders to get to the Eastern Conference Final or even make the playoffs in Trotz's first year. They did not make the Eastern Conference Final in Trotz's first year. They uh, won the first round. They swept Pittsburgh, and then got swept by Carolina. It was the second year and the third year they got to the Eastern Conference Finals. His fourth year there, they did not make the playoffs. And my thing is, what did so you made the Eastern Conference Finals in his second year? Shouldn't you think that the third year you should be like, oh, well, you know what, a gr a good season for us, or or something good would have been making the Stanley Cup, but you didn't do that. Well, I mean, the team you, wasn't you didn't progress at all from year to year. But the team wasn't good enough. Everyone was kind of older, or they were getting older. So he's seen diminishing returns from a lot of guys. 
and the GM did not rectify the situation. Yep. Rogue Gamer says, I thought Sun X would look grumpier. He looks happy. He's a happy kid. Just chilling. Frank from Empire State goes, LOLX is glowing because TJ isn't stressing us with his silly comments. I, I, do, I do like having TJ on the show. Kev Rock says, I understand the conference final isn't the goal, but they were a goal away from beating – they were not a goal away from beating Tampa. It's a far cry from saying, nope, should have rebuilt. Now is a different story. I agree now. Okay. They were never beating Tampa. Never. Tampa was – they were a wagon back then. A absolute wagon. We were never beating Tampa. Never. I said at the time, I'll say now, never beating Tampa. We were not – we were two goals away from beating Tampa. And Tampa scored that goal – when Josh Bailey played his his uh, his, I'm going to pretend to play defense in that game, that one nothing in the second period, and they just shut us down from there. They just shut us down. They didn't even they didn't even have to try offensively. One nothing, we'll win. That was when Vasilevsky was in that string of having I think seven games, seven game seven shutouts in a row, or clinching game shutouts in a row, seven or eight. That's I mean they they were at the top of their game then. Um, Alexander says, Grumpy is just so hilarious when they announce the visiting team's goals in Dallas and they say, who cares? I always scream out, I do. Well, see, that's good. You should do that. Absolutely. Frank from Empire State says, doesn't matter if it was COVID years. It was COVID years for the other teams also. So what was their excuse, especially since they were younger teams? It saved the Islanders. As a team that was based on structure and playing rock-solid defense with an older roster – it gave them life. They didn't have to play as many teams wear down over the course of the season. We see it from the Islanders every game. Seems like they wear down in the third period every game. Yep. And here's the thing: we didn't win. We didn't win. It's not like we won. We didn't win. We got beat by a better team every single time. Tampa Bay just better than us. There's not a crime in that. Not a crime. Not 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 to slam the guys at all. It was the GM's fault for not adding a first-line winger on either of those two years. The first year, uh, Komarov was our first-line winger. We were never beating Tampa Bay when uh, Leo Komarov was on your first line. And then the second year, you did nothing to improve it after the first year. That was the year to go in and say, hey, okay, we're close. Yeah, Tampa's good. We need we need a stud first-line winger. That's what they needed to do that offseason. He didn't do it. Just didn't do it. Did nothing in the offseason. Doesn't do anything in the offseasons, really. Next year, same thing. We weren't that close. I always say, you know what? I think one day that Tampa Bay woke up and they're like, holy shit, this series is 2 nothing. 2-2. Two, two. Uh, what happened? They all call in one another. And that was Probably the one. Mike went crazy. I think like 8-2 to two or 8-3, to three, whatever it was. And then we win game six. And I knew we were losing game seven back in Tampa. And we did. Because they're just, they were just better than us. That's not a crime for a team to be better. It just isn't. Not a crime. GM should have made the adjustment. Brian Jennings says, meaning they're, they are old enough to play the Hall of Fame. Oh, alumni. Yeah. I like Thank you, Brian. That's what I was saying. I think I he was they joking. Play all the old timers. Fair playing field, yep. not a Hall of Fame game. Gotcha. I like it. Sorry I missed the joke. Frank G says, you cannot rebuild with um, – Or that. Um, Orzal, Sorokin, Orzal, Sorokin, Dobson, and okay, it's not Hornet. How you make it? Horvat uh, in their prime. It's autocorrect, bro. No, you're gonna it's have auto to correct. Gonna have to rebuild. Okay, 
Can you hear me, X? Yeah, your mic's just going weird. Okay, I'm sorry. How about now? Is it better now? Speak up or move the thing closer to you. Okay, I can't get it much closer. Kevrock says, last in penalty kill and setting records for OT losses is not a playoff team. There's a few bright spots. Holmstrom, totally disagree. Dobson, yes. Maturation, yes. But not a contender this season. Yeah, Holmstrom, remember when he had those five goals, five shorthanded goals like in a month? Well, he hasn't had another one since because everyone's starting to look out for him now. Milo Bryant says, I have high hopes for McLean. He's better than Holmstrom, by the way. I like Kyle McLean. He should be in the lineup instead of going back and forth. 100% agree. Martin and Clutterbuck, healthy, scratch them and get the kid in more ice time. Thoughts on McLean Grupp? I love Kyle McLean. When I gave, when I watched the two playoff games for Bridgeport down here in Charlotte a couple of years ago, he impressed me infinitely more than uh, Simon Holmstrom. Uh, to me, he was a he was a kid who deserved a chance. I don't know why he never got it. Maybe because he wasn't a first round draft pick. He's a better player than Simon Holmstrom. He just is. Uh, Alexander goes, you guys need to play ice football. I sent you videos on that on the TJ and Grumpy Old Man Show. We showed ice yep. football last show. Alex. Yep. Robert Marshall says, without the bubble in the shortened season, we don't even make the playoffs. That's the truth. Because that first year, we were uh, the first year we were in ninth place and we'd lost seven straight games after game 72. Seven straight games. We were not making the playoffs. So we just throw that one out. We were not going to make playoffs. Second year, only 54 games played. And we're, I think we were third in division. And we fell apart at the end of that season, too. Frank from Empire State says, I like TJ, too, grumpy old man. I was kidding. Yeah, every, every, everyone loves TJ. He's great. Drew S. says, after seeing Sun X and Grump side by side, I'm beginning to wonder if TJ is the milkman's boy. <laughs> uh, James Costa says, Grump. I have a saucy like on pasta that told me a big trade is coming for a push. LOL. Last time this guy told me about Orvat. So keep your eyes open. Okay. I'm hoping. I'm just hoping we don't give up any assets. I hope we're the team making the we're, we're the team trading the veterans to get some young prospects or draft picks in. You'll you'll see the tone on this show change dramatically when that happens. Dramatically. And last comment for the evening from Frank at Empire State. Tampa Bay may have. What, five Hall of Famers agreed? Grump, stupid Lou, should have added after the first Tampa series loss. And I was saying that at the time. Never good enough to beat Tampa, and he did nothing to improve the team. But that's okay, because on this show, everyone has a point of view. But mine are always right. Everyone knows that, so that's okay. As long as you want it. Hey, there's plenty of room on the bandwagon, that's all I'm going to say. And more you, need to add, you need to add shameless into your intro. Yeah, and more people – shut up. And more people are going to be jumping on that bandwagon as the season goes on. That's okay. That's fine. There's plenty of room. I I don't, it doesn't bother me that I'm right. But I just let people know. Not and not people who listen to the show. People like the Lamanites, like Phil. Those are the type of people this to. Okay. I just want to say, X, uh, thank you so much for starring the comments and staring uh to your left the whole show. We appreciate that. Um I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't. From TJ, who was here briefly, Sun X, who's here right now, and the grumpy old man, please like the show, uh, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate that. Tomorrow night, we're going to have the TJ and grumpy old man show on at 9 o'clock Eastern time. We will be on time tomorrow, X. Yeah, as long as I can we, log in, everything. Yeah, we, we should will be. be on time tomorrow. Um, 
And X, do you have anything to say? Um, appreciate all the comments as always. Love your guys' interaction. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Good night, everybody.